visit Cape and Cowell Comics at 1601 Clay Street in downtown Oakland, California, open every day, or online at capeandcowlcomics.com. Welcome to the Cape and Cowell Comics Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined once again by writer and pop culture geek, Clara May. How's it going, Clara? Hey, I'm doing good, Henry. Great. Okay, real quick, um, before we really dive into things, I wanted to give a big spoiler alert. We're going to spoil a a few things here. (laughs) So one, um, we're going to talk about the Wonder Woman movie. Spoiler alert there if you haven't seen it. Spoiler alert for, this is kind of silly, but for the Black Panther trailer, (laughs) uh, yes, uh, people do get mad about getting spoiled about a two-minute trailer. So if you haven't seen that, maybe you want to watch that first. Uh, Also, spoilers for the new Defenders comic book. So uh, Defenders number one just came out, so we're going to talk pretty in-depth about that, as well as the, uh, the Netflix shows. Uh, Iron Fist, Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones. So uh, just be forewarned. So we have a number of topics we're going to cover today. And I thought we'd start with Wonder Woman. So in a previous episode, we did do a pretty full review of Wonder Woman. But as it turned out, it was a room full of dudes. (laughs) So, you know... I thought it'd be very appropriate to get a female perspective on the film, yeah? Yes. And, um, yeah, why don't we just get into it? We've, we've both seen the movie, and, um, yeah, I've kind of given my take. So, mm-hmm. Clara, what, what are your thoughts on the Wonder Woman film? Um, well, first off, I loved it. Um, I, I've seen all of the uh, the DC Extended Universe films, um, and I've had plenty of criticisms for those films um, in terms of the writing, uh, but I thought yeah. the writing in Wonder Woman was very, uh, very good, uh, very tightly told story, yeah, you know, like I felt like it honored the character in a way that... Um, maybe like a film like Suicide Squad didn't with its characters, you mm-hmm. know? So I thought Patty Jenkins did an incredible job framing her, um, you know, and telling her story. And I never felt like she was being um, sexualized by the camera, which mm-hmm. I think is an important, you know, aspect of having a female director. She just looked strong all yeah. the time, you know? Yeah. Um, and I loved the scenes at the beginning when they were in uh, Themyscira. Yeah. If yeah. I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with all the Amazons. Um, I thought it was incredible that they hired, you know, all these uh, women who were Olympians. Uh, right. Like CrossFit competitors. Yeah. Uh, they had mixed martial artists. Um, they had Anne Wolf, who's like an eight-time world boxing champion. That's like incredible. Right. Um, and to see all those women at the beginning, I think... When I saw it, I realized I hadn't really ever seen a scene like that before in a film yeah. that I could really remember. So I honestly started crying, <laughs> wow. which is not, you know, I never expected to cry. I've never been that attached to Wonder Woman. Like, I like her, but she's not, like, mm-hmm. my all-time fave, mm-hmm. you know, favorite superhero. But um, I don't know, just seeing those scenes, like, I started crying. I watched it with um, five other female friends, and I looked over, they were all crying, and it was just, like, it was very emotional. Um, 
Yeah, and when you think about the fact that the last time we had a female-led superhero movie was, I think, Catwoman or um, Elektra, <laughs> yeah, you one know, of those. who aren't even like full-on superheroes. They're kind of like anti-heroes. Yeah. And those movies were terrible. Like yeah. they, <laughs> they were terrible. <laughs> they weren't like really true to the characters. You know, like they they were horribly written. Um, and because they were so bad, we never, we didn't see another movie led by a superheroine for like twelve plus years. You yeah. know. Yeah. So it was very emotional seeing this movie. Um, you know, and I, <laughs> I appreciated it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and just yeah. on that point, mm-hmm. I think this there were some stakes here mm-hmm. because yes. for once there mm-hmm. was a very prominent yeah. female superhero. Like, yeah. you know, a, a movie like Catwoman or Elektra flopping, yeah. not a huge deal because it was, it was like a lot of people could say, well, you know, that wasn't a prominent super, a female superhero, so you can't yeah. judge it based on this sort of side character. Mm-hmm. But if Wonder Woman flopped and it was yeah. a shitty movie, then then people could really say, well, then I guess we can't do anything because this is, if there's going to be a, a hit, yeah. this should have been it. So there are some stakes here, and, and yeah. fortunately they did a good job making the movie, and it was a big, a big hit at the box yeah. office too. Yeah. And yeah, and Patty Jenkins talked about that a lot, about how she was totally aware that she had this huge, um, you know, expectation placed on her that she had to yeah. make this work or literally it would be like closing the door for all these women, you know, directing and, you know, all the female characters. Um, and that, and, and yeah. you're right, like that expectation was there because of the, uh, because of Catwoman and Elektra. There was that whole... Um, that email leak from the Marvel guy Ike Pearl Mutter, um, mm-hmm. where the there was that email leak, and then he <laughs> he sent that email to somebody, and we didn't know why he was sending it, but it was basically saying, oh, you know, female superheroes don't sell. Look at Catwoman and Elektra. Oh. So when that email leaked like a few years ago, everyone was like, oh my god, now we know for sure that that yeah. like really killed it. What we were all suspecting um, yeah, is yeah. really happening and, behind the scenes. Yeah, and yeah. I think I definitely think Jenkins was aware of that, and she knew. Um, that as a woman you can't you can't really fail up in the same way men are yeah, kind of allowed yeah. to in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, like men, there's a lot of men in Hollywood, um, and I won't name names, <laughs> but like <laughs> they'll have movie flubs, um, and then instead of being pushed out of the industry forever, they'll basically be given um, bigger franchises. You know, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Um, but if Jenkins failed, I mean, I don't I don't even know she would have never been given like another movie you know for superheroes again so yeah it might have killed her career it might have killed the future of female-led superhero movies etc it was a a huge huge burden for her to carry um i'm so glad and so proud that she did an amazing job um and i had no doubt that she that she wouldn't you know because she is like an oscar um nominee you know she's had really good indie films um you know, and she she really stepped up to doing a blockbuster. So, you know, I loved it. Um, and I do, I do. With that said, yes, <laughs> I do have some criticisms uh-huh. of the film. Um, it's not a perfect film. I agree there. Um, I think there there were conversations um, online about how there there isn't enough women of color speaking mm-hmm. in the film. And they're right. Um, you know, they cast all those women, like I mentioned, in the background as, as Amazons, and then they don't really talk. 
Yeah. And then as soon as she leaves the island, that's it. <laughs> like you don't see any <laughs> woman of color ever yeah. again in yeah. the rest of the film. Um, and in fact, when she, when she leaves the island, actually, like she's surrounded by men the, almost the whole time. So right, it, right, right. Yeah, it's kind of like a. Um, it reminded me of Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, of course, it's an awesome movie about like this uh, woman protagonist, but she is surrounded by men. So in terms yeah. of like how much representation are you getting when there's like you have to pin your hopes on like this one girl <laughs> who's like meant to represent all women, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I, I feel like it. Like they could have had Etta Candy do more. Um, mm-hmm, than just right. kind of floating in the background, or I wish they had just stayed in uh, Themyscira longer. Mm-hmm. Or like, frankly, I really want a, a Themyscira movie, like even before or a I've series. Heard that. You I've know, heard like that I would love to see it. Yeah, because yeah, you get all these amazing women together, and then don't really utilize them past that one great battle at the beginning. Yeah, you know, I feel like you can do more with them. Um, you know, I would add to that mm-hmm. also. Um, one of the shortcomings I thought was the villains of the movie mm-hmm. and um, notably I think the one villain that I thought was really cool was Dr. Poison yeah, yeah and she, she ended up doing very little yeah she you know did. It was, like it was I a thought real she red herring yeah she had a yeah. real cool look to her and I thought oh how awesome is this like a female directed yeah. superhero movie with a female superhero lead mm-hmm. and a female supervillain? Mm-hmm. No way. And yeah. then, yeah, no, that didn't happen. Yeah, and then she just, she kind of disappears. So I guess you're supposed to assume she's going to come back. But yeah. yeah, it just, it felt like a cop out. And then they, they had the, oh my God, the guy from Harry Potter is like yeah. the main bad guy with his terrible mustache. Yeah. And yeah. it just felt like that whole section didn't have to be there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we can jump to that real quick. The the ending of the movie. And this yeah. is kind of the one point a lot of people are in agreement that it was kind of a shitty ending to yeah, the movie. Yeah. yeah, and I think both of us are in agreement there. It, it it kind of it was the movie was unlike any DCEU movie we've mm-hmm. seen until like the last 20 yeah, minutes or so yeah, exactly. and then it's like then back like, oh, it's back bad. to old territory, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, so and also, yeah, the the main villain uh, Ares, uh, played by David Thewlis, mm-hmm. I mean, he was good as you know the the, the British guy, yeah, right? Yeah. But then, like, completely miscast as the god yeah. of war, yeah. you know, like, uh, and he's and he had he still had that mustache the whole time, and it's just even weird. They opened up that you know he made that metal mask. He even they had it open up so you could still see the mustache, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, like. I thought they were going to put the mask on him yeah. so you could really think of him as Ares, but then, like, they made the face visible again, and I was like, this yeah. is all bad. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. was like, cover the mustache. Yeah. Come and, on. And it wasn't even, like, the idea that uh, Dr. Poison, a woman, could be Ares was so interesting to me because it was, mm-hmm. like, it, it was, like, saying that war isn't really a man. It's, like, a idea or a concept that can kind of change forms Mm -hmm. you know however you want um and i like that idea or i like the other idea where they were kind of hinting that um war is not no longer exists as a single being it's kind of Mm -hmm. like you know all men have those urges for war is what they were trying to hint at you know what Mm -hmm. the amazons were trying to say and i thought that was a good message considering this is world war one and we mm-hmm. know World War II happens, you know? Yeah. We know, like, all these wars happen. So the idea that you can just kill a single character and then war's gone, 
you know, isn't realistic. So I was like, oh, this is good that they're trying to move away from that. Yeah. But then the yeah. ending, they, yeah, yeah, they bring it back. And they it's like, it oh, but why? Like, doesn't <laughs> that, like, mess up the whole message of the film? I mean, I just, yeah. It yeah. Was, it was a cop out. <laughs> I had heard some complaints, too, about, you know, speaking of Dr. Poison, we, we see her face at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. too, right? Her mask comes off and she mm-hmm. is disfigured, right? So I know some of the, the, the complaints were that, like, oh, only, only beautiful people can be yeah. heroic. You know, Chris Pine and Gal Gadot yeah. are, like, the heroes of the movie, and they're, like, incredibly attractive yeah, people, yeah. you know. And anyone who doesn't hit, have this, you know, this beauty standard yeah. is, is, is not considered, like, a hero. So like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I thought it was weird they included that. And I really did think showing her face would... Um, like yeah like you said lead to something else other than her just being ugly and then (laughs) she like disappears and it just you're right it does reinforce a certain stereotype in a way um Mm -hmm. and i i felt like they could have dealt with that in a in a much better way yeah (laughs) all this said you know i think we both agree that this is far and above the best movie that dceu has put out yes Right. I mean, yeah. there's no question. I would, I would love for Patty Jenkins to take more, you know, hold of the DCEU because I know, like, I know that the Snyder family had that tragedy, so he yeah. stepped down, and then they gave it to Joss Whedon, right? Which I was surprised at because his, um, oh my gosh, what is it? The Age of Ultron kind of like did not get well received. Yeah. You know, so I was surprised they handed it over to him and I was like, just hand it to Patty Jenkins. Like look how <laughs> yeah. well she knows Wonder Woman. Like I feel like yeah. she could really handle and that's the thing, when you're a woman you tend to not get male characters. Like it's always like men are allowed to direct women, but then mm-hmm. the stereotype is like, oh women can't direct men because yeah. they don't know the male psyche, you know? But right, it's right. it's not true. And like if you see how she handled um Chris Pine's Steve, mm-hmm. like you can see, it's a very um, nuanced character, um, and he he was a strong, masculine character without being overbearing or mansplaining. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was a sweet, empathetic character who supported Wonder Woman and what she was doing. Yeah, you know? yeah and I would definitely. love to see more of that kind of man <laughs> in the rest of the DCEU. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now I know in the comics you are you're a pretty big DC fan, right? So I, yes. <laughs> so just from like a DC comics fan, mm-hmm. it, is it kind of a big relief that it's like oh finally they made a decent movie? Yes, it is a huge relief. Um, and I, I, I well you know I it's a huge relief because like I hate hating on the DCEU films. Like, it's not something I want to do. People, yeah. like, whenever I criticize it, people are like, oh, you're just a Marvel fangirl. And I'm like, actually, <laughs> I love the DC characters yeah. way, way, way before Marvel. Like, I didn't care about Marvel until, like, way later, you know, into the series, the MCU. Um, so it's a it's a relief. But um, I did see an article where they were uh, talking about, you know, Patty Jenkins' scene where she has Wonder Woman going through No Man's Land. Yep. That's like a really pivotal scene where yeah. you kind of see her, um, you know, she's like, I'm going to do this. And then you know mm-hmm. that she is a moral, upright character, and it's a great character moment for her. Um, and apparently she had to fight the studio to include it. 
So the story was that they read that scene and they were like, but we don't understand what the point is. Why why does she have to do this? And Patty was like, why do you not see that this is a huge character moment for her? Um, So she really had to argue with them for it. So the fact that she had to argue with that, you know, about that scene, which I feel like is super emblematic of the character, makes me worried (laughs) for the DCU as a whole. And like, I was hoping that Wonder Woman was like the sign that there was, it was in an upward trend, but Mm -hmm. that article made me feel like this is just a small pivot, you know, and we're still like maybe not in a good place. So I'm, you know, I'm tentatively excited for like Justice (laughs) League, but you know, I don't want to get my hopes up too high because I felt like Jenkins really took the reins on this and we don't have her for Justice League. So I'm going to try to like, Hold it back in, you know? Right, right. Yeah, the Justice League movie is coming out fairly soon, a few months, you know, at the Mm -hmm. end of the year. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, I mean, Wonder Woman is in it, but like, yeah, like you said, it's not direct, it's not the same director of of Wonder Woman. In fact, it's like you're mentioning, Zack Snyder directed it Mm -hmm. with kind of like some help from Joss Whedon to finish up, I guess. Um, So, yeah, I'm pretty curious to see how that turns out i'm i'm kind of you know have some you know reservations yeah. about about yeah. that one for sure yeah. so yeah we'll see we'll see <laughs> and um you know on, on my end of things um uh you know i i'm 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 marvel like all the way yeah. <laughs> comics and movies and you know part of me was like i i, I did get a little unlike you i did get a little satisfaction yeah. about like oh yeah our movies are yeah are much yeah. better you know let's <laughs> and then when when i watched wonder woman like you know it was a good movie there's no yeah, question yeah. about it and i just kind of like yeah all right you're like okay. i guess okay I guess. <laughs> yeah we'll give you that one you know um but no no, I, no i'm i'm shoot i think mm-hmm. geeks everywhere should rejoice because yeah they 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 really did a good job with with this with this movie mm-hmm. okay so oh, um the... yeah yeah oh uh, i just yeah i just no, wanted go to ahead, mention please. i love Chris Pine, Steve Trevor, mm-hmm. because he wasn't like animated Steve Trevor. Uh, oh, there yeah, was yeah, the yeah. the 2009 animated film Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, great, great animation, um, and some really cool character moments. Like there's a scene where she sees this little black girl being bullied, so she comes up to her and she's like, "Here, you hold the stick like this, and you jab it really hard into their stomach, and then that's you mm-hmm. know." They'll make it'll make them listen to you. So it was like a really funny little moment, and then yeah. the and then in the background you see the girl running after these boys, and they're like screaming, you know. Uh-huh. So like there are good moments, but Steve Trevor in that movie is like the worst mm. Steve Trevor on the planet. Like he, <laughs> like when he gets the lasso around him, the lasso of truth. Um, the first thing out of his mouth is not like, "Oh, I'm a spy," like in the movie, right? Uh-huh. His the, the first words were like, "Oh, Diana's boobs look great," you know, which <laughs> oh, was like, boy. "Oh my god!" And then yeah. later, like when they're on the beach and she's leaving with him, he's like looking at her from behind and he whistles, you know, like, like the dog whistle. Uh-huh. And all the other Amazons are like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. You know, like I can't believe she's leaving with him. Um, yeah. And then she goes with him to America and like literally he tries to get her drunk with the implication that he's going to try to sleep with her. Like that's what the huge implication of that scene was. And it was just so gross. Wow. (laughs) It was so like it undermined her character. And you're like, why is this guy like this? And like, so I watched that years ago Uh and like I kept that in my mind and I was so scared Pine would be like that. 
Yeah. Um, so to see the movie and see he wasn't like that at all and he was very mm-hmm. respectful. Um, I'm just so grateful. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Thank <laughs> yeah. you, Patty Jenkins. Yeah, yeah, it could have been so much worse, you know. I appreciate it a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a good character. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. he was respectful, but he yeah. wasn't like super one-dimensional either. Yeah. You know, he's he was a very yeah, yeah. charming he and funny guy. He had his own guy. story. Like he yeah. supported her, but he also had his own mission. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was great. And I, I thought it was kind of interesting that he um, sacrificed himself at the end in kind of a role reversal of um, it's usually like the woman who dies, you yeah. know, to like push the man's story forward. So for him to die, and that's when she kind of realizes um, her faith in humanity again. You know, mm-hmm. that's, I, th- I don't know. I thought it was kind of poetic. Cool. Yeah. So um, we talked about how the Wonder Woman film the stakes are pretty high going in you know this was mm-hmm. the female superhero movie now i'm going to segue into the black panther film because this is the people of color movie you know and uh, it's timely we talk about this because the black panther teaser trailer just came out so we can talk about mm-hmm. that some but yeah before we dive into that um you know i think we talked about this a little before but like there's there's a lot riding on this thing, yeah. you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, Black Panther is like the ultimate black superhero. But yeah. I think, you know, I said this is the people of color movie. And I think <laughs> it really is because people of color, all people of color are are just like can't wait for this mm-hmm. and can't wait to see how a person of color superhero does, yeah. you know, um, so. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, the the right. film is obviously um, unapologetically black, and I love that about it. Um, but yeah, it is like a, like you said, like a people of color movie in the sense that that is how Hollywood sees it. Like, let's be real, Hollywood kind of like bunches us all together. There's mm-hmm. white people, and then there's people of color. Yes. Um, and I know, like in Hollywood's mind, they're thinking if this movie fails, like the one major, you know, like, superhero of color film that we've had in a while if this fails just like wonder woman they're going to use it as an excuse to say Mm -hmm. well look that didn't sell so we're just going to go back to the tried and true method of you know white protagonists you know so yeah yeah, it does have a lot riding on it and it's kind of sad that we're like at this point where that's how it is you know we have like this one woman film Uh and this one black film but that's it you know it shouldn't be like that but it is the whole pantheon of like it's crazy when you think that like superheroes you know they fly they shoot lasers you know and it's like it's a completely fantastical world but we don't even have representation you know Mm -hmm. it's like you have all these elements but you can't have women and people of color you know yeah it's crazy it's crazy yeah that's a good point like as people of color, you know, we all kind of come together and yeah. support each other, which yeah. is great. But the, I mean, there's an, another reason we're all supporting this yeah. is that because if it fails, then it doesn't mean, okay, oh, they're not going to make another black superhero movie. They're not going to make a, an Asian superhero <laughs> any, movie, a, a Latinx movie. superhero movie. Yeah. Like, like this is, we're yeah. all, we all, we all have some stakes writing mm-hmm. on this, right? Yeah. So yeah, it, uh, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, of course, this is absolutely for black people and I support that. I am all for it. I'm super excited for it, but like, I hate the Hollywood logic that yeah. 
we all have to, you know, this is our one film that right. we have right now. Yeah, it's, this is everything's riding on yeah, this. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Yeah, in a in a perfect world, we each have our own superhero, <laughs> and we don't have to like be so scared that one thing might not do well, you know. But, yeah. But I, I'm sure it will do well because like. The trailer is amazing. Yeah, let's talk about like, it. It's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about yeah. what we talked a little mm-hmm. uh, earlier about, um, like, two people behind mm-hmm. the scenes working yes. on this film. Yeah, yeah. So I, I loved the um, the visuals of the trailer. It was only, like, two minutes long, but I was, like, screaming the whole time I was watching it. Uh-huh. So I looked up who worked on it. Um and so the the person who did the visual production design um, is Hannah Beachler. She's a black woman, um, and she's worked on Lemonade and Moonlight, mm, which mm-hmm. are like two incredible films. I don't know. Well, one is a you know a music video film basically, mm-hmm. and then the other one's a, a full length film. But um, both are super notable for their coloring, um, the way colors stand in relation to the background, um, the way. I don't know, the scenes are put together. It's just both of those two things. If you haven't seen them already, you have to because they're amazing. And I think mm-hmm. if you're really familiar with Moonlight and Lemonade, like I am, like I obsess over these two okay. things, like you can definitely see the threads of those in the Black Panther trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you see the contrast of the colors with a darker background and the positioning of the people. It's just like everything looks amazing. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm very excited that they got a black woman to work on that. You know, I love that Black Panther is um, representation in front of the camera, but also behind it. Yes. Too. I think that is yeah. super important because there's always something to be said about, um, like in in literature, they call it own voices, mm-hmm. which is the idea that you have like a protagonist of color. And the person writing it is an actual person of color versus somebody, right. you know, white producing yeah. something, you know, and I think there's value and authenticity in having that behind the camera, you know, representation. Um, yep. So I'm so excited for Beechler's work. She's amazing. Um, and then the clothing designer is also a black woman, um, Ruth E. Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's gotten like two Academy Award nominees for her nominations for her work. Um, and she's the one that brought in all those clothing, those textures. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like the scene where um, where Black Panther's like kind of he's at a podium or something. And you mm-hmm. see kind of like the, these clothes draped yeah. across his chest. And it's so, so rich, like mm-hmm. such a nice fabric. Um, yeah. She came up with that um, when you see the lip plates. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was her research that she did because she wanted it to be authentic to the region that, like, Wakanda is supposed to be kind of hiding in. Oh, okay. You know, so that um, she did all that. Um, and then the red clothing that you see, you know, the, um, you see the, I don't know how to pronounce it, the Dora Mil- Milaje? Oh, yeah, Mil- yeah, yeah. Yeah. You see them all with the spears yeah. at the end. Mm-hmm. And they're wearing these bright red clothes. And those are apparently a reference to the uh, Maasai people. I'm sorry, everyone. Okay. If I mispronounced <laughs> no the Maasai people. Yeah, which is, you know, like in that region. And oh, okay. she pulled all of, yeah, so it's amazing. She pulled all these reference, these cultural references yeah. and put them into this film you know, that's, of course, fictional, but to have all of that come together, I feel like is so meaningful, you know, for the yeah. viewer, for the black community, for people who are watching this, who get to appreciate, you know, an aspect of culture that's being woven into a fictional story. Yeah, that's a great point. I think what makes mm-hmm. a lot of these superhero movies great is that 
you can connect it to real life. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. not simply taking what taking stuff from a comic book, throwing it on the page yeah. and making it sort of inaccessible. Yeah. Like anything you can identify with or connect to real life, it just makes it that much more powerful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, you bring up, I mean, the, the, the two um, people you just brought up, I mean, in this two-minute trailer, two of the things, maybe the most striking things are mm-hmm. the visuals of it and the costume design, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. alone is, is you know, Gets, yeah, gets me pretty excited. It's amazing. And, like, when you compare that to maybe, you know, like, the work you saw on uh, Doctor Strange or mm-hmm. your, I'm sorry to bring this up, Iron Fist, uh-huh. <laughs> our point of contention. Yes. Like, you, and the way that those two um, projects approach, like, Asian culture, mm-hmm. you can see a huge difference. Um, oh, yeah. Because yeah. Black Panther felt so accurate and so rich, um, and then you look at Doctor Strange, which it's kind of mining Asian culture, yeah. but it doesn't have like an Asian director, it doesn't have Asian characters, and you can see that it just feels flat, like they're mm-hmm. just pulling from random Google searches, you know, yeah. basically. <laughs> right. Like they don't really know how to make it authentic, and I think viewers can tell they can tell when it's not authentic you know yeah and i think that matters a lot yeah and um i thought the music in the trailer was really awesome too yeah like just like they they that hip-hop beat starts Mm -hmm. and like instantly you're like this is like no other marvel movie you've seen because i mean the visually you're seeing black people Mm -hmm. in front of you but then with the hip hop beat and like the other things yeah. you mentioned, the visuals and the yeah. costumes and yeah. like this is just it's just a full embracing of, yeah. of black people yeah. and black culture. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's and it's, it was it's funny awesome. how like so so I saw online that that made some people uncomfortable. Like yeah. I yeah, I was reading articles and they were like some people were criticizing the use of rap. And they're uh-huh. like, oh, isn't it stereotypical to use this? Or like, <laughs> I saw one comment, they were like saying, oh, but aren't you trying to appeal to a wider audience, to kids? Like, this is kind of pushing them out. And it's like, okay, first off, who cares? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the the idea that like rap um, is the opposite of being family friendly is like already you're making a statement about that. Yeah. Um, and then it's their culture. Like, how are you going to tell people yeah. to not have that? Mm-hmm. in their own trailer about their own characters you know it's yeah. crazy i just <laughs> and and to say that like it's it's interesting that hip-hop is still considered like i don't dangerous i mean it's so mainstream <laughs> now that, that that's odd to me yeah um and i think it's hard for us to like understand being in the bay area yeah. You know, but like I can imagine someone in like, you know, like Podunk, <laughs> Kentucky, yeah. who like hears that and is like, Oh my god, no. You know, like <laughs> like how dare you put this in my Marvel stuff, you know. Yeah. So I I know that's out there, you know, and it, it always surprises me to hear about that. But um, Yeah. But you know, I've heard stuff like that too, that mm-hmm. this movie you know, it hasn't even come out yet, but mm-hmm. a lot of people are saying, "Oh, this just looks—it looks too black." Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's too black. You know, and uh, which is kind of I'm odd. Sure, yeah, I'm sure Ryan Coogler's heard that and is laughing. You know, somewhere. Yeah, he's he is, probably you know? celebrating. Yeah, because, he's like, "Thank you, that's a compliment." <laughs> yeah, because I mean, that's kind of what yeah. we're going for yeah, here, exactly. right? And yeah, um, I mean, when you yeah. consider that, like, before Black Panther came in, we really only had. 
black people as sidekick, literal sidekicks, mm-hmm. you know, in the films. I mean, as much as I love, you know, like Rhodey and mm-hmm. uh, Falcon, yeah. they're really only there to be like emotional support for yeah. Iron Man and uh, Captain America. You know, they're yeah. they're not really allowed to be their own characters. So, you know, having Black Panther here, have his, having his own film, being really unapologetic about everything is, mm-hmm. you know... It's what we need. Yeah, you know? it really it's is. It's been a long time coming. You know? And it's notable, too, that, you know, it's not like it's just T'Challa. You know, like yeah. with the Wonder Woman, yeah. there was Wonder Woman. And then, like, after the first half hour of the movie, mm-hmm. like, where where are the ladies at? You yeah, know, they're all they gone. All just but yeah. obviously with Black Panther, mm-hmm. it's just black people from beginning to end, yes. side characters, main characters, heroes and villains yeah, so many yeah. black women looking amazing which yeah which, and a lot of people rightfully pointed out like you you see more black women in the black panther trailer than you almost see in the whole wonder woman film yeah you know which i feel like is a, is a valid you know criticism yeah um, you know oh my god and everyone just looks so amazing like deny you know the Michelle yeah. actress looked amazing lupita mm-hmm. looked i don't even think lupita had like one single scene and she looked amazing yeah. <laughs> it was like the um the technology like the armor they were wearing on top of the you know like the brightly colored clothing yeah. it was just like it looked incredible yeah like, I, I can't wait to see like mm-hmm. what these characters do and the technology that yeah. they're they're wielding yeah and like we were talking a little earlier about like the casting, I remember they, they kind of staggered the the, the uh, like the um, the reports of the mm-hmm. casting, and it was just like one after another. Yeah, like, every time we we heard a new one, it was like, oh my god, what? oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Chadwick Boseman, and then Michael B. Jordan, yeah. and Guerrero, yeah. and Lupita Nyong'o, we and we have this... Angela Bassett yeah. looking amazing. She looks like the perfect storm. Yeah, Earlier, I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, yeah and. Um, yeah, we got so for for a long time up until a few mm-hmm. days ago, we heard the we knew the cast, mm-hmm. but we had no idea what they looked like. So this is the first taste of of their look, yeah. and yeah, I was stoked, man. Especially Michael B. Jordan, he has a super yes. cool look. Yes. And you know, one thing I, I was not that was notable for me was that he's kind of the director Ryan Coogler's like go to yeah. leading man, right? Mm-hmm. They did Fruitvale Station, they did Creed. And um, so when they announced him for Black Panther, I thought that was interesting because like, well, he's he's kind of his go to guy. But mm-hmm. this is he's not going to be the lead in this. He's not yeah. Black Panther. Right. So I was wondering, oh, is he just going to be kind of a side character or like cameo or something? But he from the look of the trailer, he's right into in the thick of yeah. the action. Right. And he looks really cool. I think being a villain looks good on him. Honestly, <laughs> he looks great. I was not like emotionally or spiritually spiritually prepared for how good he looked i mean i was in i was like oh my god yes please play villains and like a bunch of other films because you look great yeah <laughs> yeah i'm excited it'll be great and it comes out during black history month next yeah. year which is like the ultimate like this is the blackest movie <laughs> yeah i'm so happy to see people excited for it like all my friends were like texting me screaming i'm like yes <laughs> they're yeah. so excited this is great yeah it's yeah i, I can't yeah. wait yeah and this wait. is like yeah and that whole like you know that joy that like the black community feels like i feel like 
people should everyone should feel that for comics you know which is why there's such an argument for more diversity is like everyone should be able to feel that joy Mm -hmm. you know not just like the white guys for like the you know umpteenth white guy yeah you know there should be joy (laughs) you know for wonder woman all those women like how i was crying Mm -hmm. you know and all these people excited for black panther i mean that's like what movies should be for people yeah maybe that's like really naive you know (laughs) and like too hopeful to you know wish for but like yeah I, t- I totally know what you mean when when i was watching wonder woman mm-hmm. you know like kind of like what you're saying this yeah. it was i wasn't like oh this is my hero yeah. you know um but you still appreciate it i, so like, I was like doing for people yeah. yeah i was like hell yeah i'm totally appreciating what it was <laughs> mm-hmm. what it was doing and it got me excited because mm-hmm. i was thinking if if they can do this for wonder woman you know what other sort of like underrepresented yeah. communities yeah. can they tap into as well you know uh so these yeah. are exciting times no, you know yeah, it, it is and when you consider like um even five years ago we didn't have any of this yeah you know i think it's like sometimes i get down about like the state of representation but then when you look at how far we've come even like in the last five to eight years sure. i mean it's huge you know yeah. and this is like the first time where i feel like like i can taste it like i feel like i could finally <laughs> get like a kamala khan in my lifetime you know like a movie or i can mm-hmm. get like a, a miles morales you know like or they have like the new um latina woman who's america Chavez, oh yeah who's, yeah, like, yeah. The captain america like i feel like we can actually maybe see those characters you know yeah. within like the next 10 years so like I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The potential is, yeah, is yeah. there, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially now that like the current Avengers are kind of like they're nearing their end of their runs, mm-hmm. and there's kind of the implication you're going to get a whole new batch. Yeah. I'm hoping whatever new batch we get is actually you know like let's get She-Hulk or mm-hmm. something, or let's get you know different characters. You know, maybe Falcon does take on the Captain America role or something. You know, something like that. And, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. see we'll see we'll see <laughs> the possibilities are exciting mm-hmm. yeah for sure okay so yeah let's move on um so uh in recent geek news uh, some sad news the original batman adam mm-hmm. west he passed away and he was quite old so this was just a matter of time really but um yeah i thought it'd be good to talk about him a little bit mm-hmm. yeah yeah didn't he pass away from leukemia I'm, oh, I think you're right. I mean, right. He, no, he was he was older. He I think he was like upper 80s, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, but it, it was sad. Um I mean, I it's not like I've seen all of the uh episodes of his show. It's obviously like mm-hmm. way before my time, but um I've seen a few of the episodes. Um and the episode where he's running around with the bomb i don't know if you've seen that but like oh yeah it's like the best scene like it, <laughs> I, it always sticks with me and it just yeah. makes me laugh um he tries to throw it and there's like ducks and, and nuns and yes. stuff i just yeah, like yeah. it was the weirdest thing <laughs> and like and i loved campy batman because it was so it was so tongue-in-cheek um and i felt like it really um hit the nail on the head with how comics are kind of silly you know they're yeah. like the villains you fight are silly like he he fights all these weird guys who dress up as clowns mm-hmm. you know and he there's a bad guy named egghead you yeah. know a canonical egghead <laughs> who like just likes eggs you know so like that show actually made fun of all that and like was very real about it mm-hmm. um and like and i do i loved adam west's batman um and i was reading about this that um there was a point in the 1960s where the comics weren't doing well. 
mm-hmm. the Batman comics especially, they just stopped selling. So it was about to die. They were just going to cancel Batman. Um, but Adam West's show came out, mm-hmm. and he basically saved the comics. Like people became reinterested in Batman because of Adam West, and then because of Adam West, that's when we started getting the um, the cornier comics. Mm-hmm. You know, where you had all like the the noise effects, um, yeah. and he became super campy. Um, and like, so frankly, without Adam West, we wouldn't really have Batman as we know him today. Like, I know everyone wants to forget campy Batman because he's embarrassing, <laughs> you know, everyone says. But he, like, he's the only reason we still have Batman today, you know? Yeah. That you know, tribute. <laughs> it is good to look at it from kind of a historical mm-hmm. perspective, you know, like nowadays how we see Batman and no one really considers the Adam West Batman to to be Batman really is like oh no no that he's was my Batman yeah he's, <laughs> yeah like yeah. um yeah there, it's like a chapter of his life they want to forget they even yeah. like uh, referenced it in the Lego Batman movie there's okay. this scene where he does like, so in the Lego Batman movie they acknowledge that Batman's been alive for like 80 years but he's still like a 30 year old man you know, uh-huh. or something like that yeah. um and they show this whole uh you know all of his incarnations okay. and then they reference adam west's batman as like the weird the weird one <laughs> where they don't know what was going on with him you know he was going through a weird phase you know so even lego batman is like oh yeah it was weird you yeah know? like but you know everyone loves to mm-hmm. see batman as this dark brooding yes. character mm-hmm. you know most notably from the christopher nolan mm-hmm. christian bale movies you know um but yeah like just like i said from a historical perspective if there was no Adam West Batman TV show, maybe Batman would have just ended, you know, yeah. and there would the comics would have ended and there would have been no Michael Keaton Batman. There yeah. would have been no Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, whatever, you know. Um, so, yeah. he you know, wouldn't have been culturally relevant as we know him today if it had died. Cause no one would have cared about a character whose comics ended in the 60s. You yeah. Know? Like he's the. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think I would love to see more campy batman in the current Mm -hmm. runs you know is kind of like a tribute to him because i feel like at this point batman is so serious (laughs) like they don't even want to give him robin at this point like he's so grim dark and it's not fun anymore and actually Mm -hmm. adam west um said something like that before he passed away he um he talked about how he doesn't like the current incarnations of batman and -hmm. i don't know if he was specifically talking about you know like the snyder batman or Mm -hmm. he meant like the nolan ones but um he said he doesn't like this Batman because it's not as relatable to kids anymore. He feels uh, like it, he can't, like the kids, it, it's not their territory anymore. It's all for adults. And yeah. he felt like that was, you were mi- really missing out on appealing to kids. Um, and I thought that was sweet. Like I yeah. I like the idea that um, kids can watch Batman and still feel like he's heroic. Whereas I feel like maybe with this current Batman, the Ben Affleck Batman, maybe kids don't really see him as heroic Mm, anymore, you know? He's kind of dark. I think it's good, too, that with a character, there are different portrayals of Mm -hmm. the character, you know? Like, especially with comics. With comics, Mm -hmm. things change all the time. Everything gets retconned. (laughs) Everything gets retconned. You have a different writer. You have a different artist. There are different interpretations, so... I think it's bad if there's a character that is just stuck in this yeah. rut where like, oh, it's got to be this one way, you know. Yeah. I think it's 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 a good thing that there are different yeah. types and, mm-hmm. and sometimes even like 
like very different, like like <laughs> like Adam West, you yeah. know, uh, a completely different type of Batman. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I mean, there there will be people who have preferences of one over the other, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But ultimately, I think it's a good thing to have these different points of yeah. view and you know all that stuff, right? Yeah. 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 Thank you, Adam West. You made it possible. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. Ne- up next. Um, so today is uh, Thursday, June 15th, mm-hmm. and just yesterday, Marvel Comics rolled out a new comic called The Defenders. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a, a shameless plug of their <laughs> TV show, um, but uh, yeah, both you and I did read issue one that just mm-hmm. came out. Um, what are your thoughts on this comic book? Um I think it looks gorgeous. Um, yeah, I love the colors. Um, I love the the art. Um, and I think you know, I think uh, Brian Brian Michael Bendis, I think is yeah, his name. I think he's a writer. He, yeah, I think he's a pretty reliable writer. Um, I think he did a decent job. <laughs> I'm like saying decent job <laughs> because I do have some criticisms yeah. of Bendis, but I think he did an okay job. Um, I, it was it's hard to tell based on the first issue, but. Um, I liked Luke Cage's character, and then I thought mm-hmm. um, I thought Iron Fist was the usual kind of snarky. Like I know he always comes off to me as like a um, like a beach a beach boy, uh-huh. <laughs> which I feel like <laughs> yeah. not, which is not an insult. I, I do like Danny, but I thought he was in character. I like Daredevil's uh, new outfit, um, uh, but I think my one criticism is Jessica Jones. Right. Um, and I feel like this is a recurring issue with uh, the men who write um, the Defender stuff. Uh, this is the same issue I had with uh, Sanford Green's Power Man and Iron Fist, mm-hmm. which is that every time Jessica is brought up, she's always called Luke Cage's wife. And like in this yeah. new comic, it's only like what twenty something pages. They must call her Luke's wife like like eight <laughs> times. You know, I was just okay. like, oh my god, why is she constantly called Luke's? Like, I know she's married to Luke, <laughs> but she's also Jessica Jones, like a yeah. kick-ass superheroine. Why do you keep calling her somebody's wife? You know, yeah. it's just like those little details that for a woman, you can always tell when it's a man. You know, writing. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and that brings up an interesting point that. The, the comics mm-hmm. are very different than the Netflix TV yeah. show. And you brought up the, the main, or maybe the, the biggest difference is that in the comics, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are married. I think yeah. they have a kid too, they do right? Have, yeah, and they, yeah, and the kid becomes a, a Captain America character later, actually. Okay. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, in the comics, like, every time I see her, she tends to be married to, to Luke, which which is fine, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's a sweet story. Um but yeah, it's funny how they switch that for the TV series, and yeah. you kind of wonder how they're going to handle that. Yeah, because they kind of like there's no going back. I feel like in the TV show, she really burned that bridge. I mean, they they changed oh, right. it, yeah, so that she killed his wife, which yeah. is like there's no. I mean, like if he gets over that, I feel like it wouldn't be true to Luke as a character, you know. So I think I mean, it's strange that they did it that way. Yeah, and that brings brings up something that. I've had a slight issue with mm-hmm. with this comic book, and that's um, you know one of the things I'm really excited about with the Defenders TV show mm-hmm. is just seeing the, these four characters who are all on their individual shows meet each other, interact, mm-hmm. have conflicts and confrontations, and just 
I'm just excited, you know, the, the, very much in the way that what we saw in, in the first Avengers movie, you know, like yeah. just, it was just, you, it was I, funny. Everyone clashed yeah, and made fun you know, of each other. Just, yeah. It was just a lot of fun, you know, and I, and I can't, can't wait for that in the Defender mm-hmm. show. With the comic book, I was, you know, kind of hoping to get that same kind of mm-hmm. thrill, but, you know, in the comics, I mean, this is canon with the individual comics, you know, mm-hmm. with Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Daredevil, and Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. And in those comics, they are are already interacting with yeah, each other. Yeah. You know, you brought up the, the Power Man and Iron Fist comic. Yeah. I've been reading that too, which is great. But it's yeah, the same thing. In that it, way, they're yeah. kind of already teamed yeah. up. You know, uh, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones mm-hmm. are all in it. Yeah. So I've already seen those interactions. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, well, yeah, Daredevil, which is cool. Yeah. But um, I'm not getting that like that sort of fanboy out moment yeah, where it's like it, oh my god they're all together it's like well they've kind of been together already yeah, you know yeah. so yeah. and i and i think the writing is good for both of those i think sanford greens is actually a stronger um comic in terms of writing but um but yeah with both of them there's like the sense that they're all kind of tired like they've been together for a while and they're like oh we're still doing this um this guy's coming back again mm-hmm. what was it Di- diamondback or something he's yeah. back again what are we gonna do um, versus the whole, yeah, you meet each character individually, and then yeah. they have this big like opening moment. So, yeah, so it, I, yeah. So in terms of like, if the purpose is to get new readers really excited for the characters, I don't, I don't know if it does that. I mean, within the first issue, of course, it's yeah. only the single issue. But like, I don't, I didn't feel that wow factor of like, come on, new readers, come in and you yeah. know, check this it's out. It's almost like a continuation of their stories yeah. rather than this sort of fresh start and like yeah. this team coming but, together, you know? Yeah, which is like, which is one of the criticisms I've I've had of comics is that um, to an outsider they can be really unfriendly because you pick up a volume and you're like, wait. Do I have to read like the other five <laughs> runs that came before this? You know, and usually yeah. you do. There'll be a little note at the bottom that says, "Oh, check yeah. out volume blah 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 by this author." You know, and you're like, "Oh man!" So like, it, I think it would have been great if this was more of like a standalone setup of you know who these this is who these characters are. But it's just it's kind of more of the same comics. Like you have to kind of know these characters yeah. already. Yeah, and, especially with a number one. With a number yeah. one, you really should be able to just start it and have it be fresh yeah in a perfect world you should be able to dive into every number one of any comic yeah (laughs) not feel like you have to read like all the other ones and i think of course i'm not going to put like the onus of fixing the industry (laughs) on this one comic but you know like that's just you know a thought i had yeah and like you said it is just one issue so um we'll you know we'll see where it goes and i think uh i mean not a whole lot happens in this issue it's just mm-hmm. kind of setting up the story yeah. and yeah we'll we'll see yeah. where it goes uh, yeah another thing i wanted to bring up you mentioned the villain diamondback mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was wondering like that seems kind of odd like yeah. not i don't I, I mean i think the defenders could like beat his ass yeah. <laughs> like pretty quick and then you know <laughs> story over that, yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think, and and maybe I'm missing, like, maybe he's a huge fan favorite. I mean, I don't know, but don't he know. keeps popping up. Like, he know. wasn't good in the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. He, w- he was much weaker than, like, Mariah and then um, 
What was the oh, other Cotton one? Oh, Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth. I feel like yeah. he was a weaker villain compared to those two. Yeah. And then he comes back again in the comic, and you're like, oh, my God. Here this he is. guy again? He's literally <laughs> dropping diamonds, you know? And I just, like, yeah. and I, I related to Jessica when she was like, did you pick up the diamonds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, because who in the world does that? Who? Yeah. It's just I, it's a I, very silly character. <laughs> I almost wonder if it's kind of like a red herring, like it's a misdirect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the real villain is going to show up later. <laughs> So we'll see. Because, yeah. I mean, for, for like a super team, yeah. like the Defenders, yeah. come on, you know, let's get a, a, a worthy adversary. Yeah. Right? I do worry that like, because there was, I was reading like the PR for it and they're like, oh yeah, these writers are fresh off Civil War. And like, I was like, oh my uh-huh. God, are they going to, are they going to bring in like Captain Marvel again? Which is what they did in like the Power Man and Iron Fist. And they had like, oh, that. Yeah. they had the yeah. Civil War thing embroiled in that. And mm-hmm. I was like, are they going to reference this in some way in this one? Because I want to forget that that ever existed. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Civil War like crossover events are awful. Mm. <laughs> like it just makes the characters seem really evil. And just, I, I hope that's not it. But yeah, well, we'll but, see. We'll yeah, see. but it's a, it's a good, um, it's, it's a good setup for the TV show. Like, it did get me excited for the TV show, if only to see mm-hmm. how it was going to be different. Um, and I love, like, the interactions between Daredevil and, like, Jessica and then Daredevil mm-hmm. and Luke Cage. You know, I'm very excited because he was kind of on the outside. Like, in the TV shows, he's kind of, like, floating out there. They mention him, but we haven't seen him interact in any way with any of these people. So. Oh, you're talking about Daredevil? Daredevil, yeah. So I yeah. am excited for that. You know? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, so in the TV show, we've seen Luke Cage and Jessica Jones yeah. interact, but that's it, right? Yeah. There has been no overlap with mm-hmm. any, of the, any of the other characters. And yeah, I was saying earlier, but like, yeah, I can't wait. I mean, in the, the trailer, we, we got a little taste of it. They're... They're, they don't mm-hmm. seem like they get along. And it, it seems like it's just going to be a lot of fun. You know, yeah. I think there's a moment where uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist fight. Yeah. I'm like, how fucking cool is yeah. that? Like, I can't wait for yeah. that scene, yeah. you know? Um, so, but it, it, it's, yeah. Yeah, and I love Jessica making fun of Daredevil. It's like my favorite thing. Oh, like, yeah. The yeah. Where he's like wearing her scarf and she's like, you look stupid. And he's like, it's your <laughs> scarf. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that the, the witty yeah. interplay. Yeah. It seems like Yeah, it's so be like good. if the comic, like, you know, kind of hints at all that stuff and leads up to it, then I think, you know, I think it's doing its job is, you know, like getting people excited. Um, yeah. One yeah. thing I was wondering, too, about the comic is, um, you know, like in the that Defenders trailer, again, we saw Elektra and Colleen Wing. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. they're in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wondering if they were going to be in the comics. Oh, um, so I far, so. no. Yeah, I know, but we'll <laughs> yeah, and, see. And again, that's the whole thing is like the comics... I'm hoping there's more women in it because, again, there was Jessica as the wife. Yeah. Um, and there's scenes where, like, you there's, like, this one four-panel scene where you see all the guys kicking butt, kind of, like, um, interrogating people around town to find out where Diamondback mm-hmm. is. And then, meanwhile, Jessica's, like, quietly asking this shop owner where he is, you know? So oh, yeah. it's, like, this weird, like, you can clearly see there's the men and then there's the <laughs> one woman not really doing, oh, and then she gets hurt. Yeah. And then she's in firm in bed and then all the guys are like, Oh my god. And yeah. I'm like, would Jessica get hurt like right. that? Would Diamondback be able to take her out like that? I don't know. Yeah, and she's kind um, of like the playing yeah. the victim role. Yeah, it's literally like the damsel role. So yeah. so that you definitely that bugged me. Within the first issue, that was like a lot. 
mm-hmm. to bother me <laughs> with Jessica. <laughs> so yeah, I think it would be great if they added Misty and Colleen because then you would have some gender parity there. You mm-hmm. know, make up for the terrible Jessica parts. You know, but yeah, but we'll see. I want yeah. more Jessica and Misty and everything. So right, let's, let's hope. And you know, speaking of those those female characters. It, it it was interesting to me that in the Iron Fist show mm-hmm. it was Colleen and and Claire who were mm-hmm. bonding, yeah, you know, because yeah, uh-huh. in in the comics it, in a pretty long history in the comics it was Misty Knight and mm-hmm. Colleen Wing, yeah, you know, they started their own like Heroes for Hire agency mm-hmm. and everything. Um, I really wonder if if that's n- not going to happen at all or yeah. or what, you know? Yeah, I so. totally feel yeah, and I. And because Colleen feels like a different character, like I don't, I don't, I like right now. I can't see that Misty and that Colleen yeah. kind of bonding. I feel like there's yeah. an age difference, there's but there's also an difference. experience difference. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and like I love Claire. I love that Claire is connecting with Misty at least. And I don't know. Maybe this means that Claire is going to have an actual defender's role outside of just being the nurse. You know? Yeah. Which um, I don't think she appeared in. The trailer. Yeah. So I'm so excited. We'll Whatever she appears in, I'm going to be yelling. I love Claire. <laughs> yeah. but like, I can't imagine. Yeah. She's been in like all of the shows yeah. so far, right? Yeah. So yeah, I can't imagine that she would be excluded yeah. here. Yeah. If so. either the comics or the TV show somehow does like a Daughters of the Dragon thing where they have all the women together, it oh, would be man. incredible. And I feel like there's this whole like audience for that. So if they can just yeah. tap into it, I think it would oh. be great. Yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, I know what you mean like the in the Netflix TV universe, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it's in the cards for a Misty and Colleen team yeah, up because they, people keep pushing for it, but it doesn't it doesn't seem quite right. There's a big yeah. age gap, and yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, don't know. and just call, this Colleen's just a different character. I feel like this Misty right now is a different character. She's yeah. I mean, she she still has her arm. She's not like a, a vigilante type thing or a, a hero for hire type thing. You know, she's yeah. still working within the law. So it, it, it's hard to see that right now. Maybe way down the line. Yeah, yeah. That the bionic arm yeah. too, right? Yeah. Like she in the entire Luke Cage uh, season one. Yeah. I I was everyone was expecting it, yeah I think at the, by the end and then it didn't it happen, didn't, it so. didn't happen so yeah, well, yeah. I, yeah we'll see we'll see yeah more we'll women see. and everything is basically my thing there you go there you <laughs> go <laughs> that's my advice comic book writers <laughs> that's what i need awesome yeah. all right and with that we can wrap up the episode so this is farewell from clara and henry <laughs>